0: Welcome to This Creative Life Radio, I'm Felicity O'Connor. Creative women all over the world are unblocking and recovering their creative journey while they rewrite the rules for creative success. Join me as I explore the lives of people engaged in successful creative work and unlock helpful tips that leave you inspired and ready to create. Fantastic, we're very thrilled on This Creative Life podcast to have the wonderful world-renowned Yantra De Vilda, composer and creative extraordinaire, can I say. Yantra, welcome. Thank you, Felicity. Great to be here. I must first mention that, of course, you are uh, the composer for our beautiful music that introduces the podcast, and I've been incredibly grateful to know you and be able to tap into your resources to create music like that and uh, so you know a special mention to you because you
1: have a special place here on the (laughs) podcast (laughs) oh excuse me that's my dog sorry (laughs) every hamish no
0: (laughs) hamish hi hamish (laughs) so so what we (laughs) we've got to keep hamish quiet Yep. What we want to do is um, just have a have a lovely sort of chat with you t- today, Yantra, because um, apart from the quite extraordinary lengthy creative um, CV that you have, uh, you know, you have done some amazing work on a PhD, which I know you've just finished, uh, all around the creative process and the creative moments, and I'd love to... Hear a little bit about that, but perhaps before we go there, could you give us just like a background to, to your work and you know where you came from, what you trained in, and the work that feels really important for me these days?
1: Well, I think that my early education was really important. I went to a, a Steiner school and then I went to a really good private girls' school, Abbotsley, and the Steiner School was Glen inn And I think I, I got a really good balance of uh, creative and um, academic rigor from an early age. And I also grew up in a household where my mother was a um, – she had a – she was on television and she was part of the Argonauts team on the ABC, uh, so she was on radio so culture and creativity were very important in my upbringing. There was, mm. you know, we had soirees at our house with people like Yehudi Menuhin, John Champ, famous Australian piano player. So it was around me and um, I think that's had a big influence on me.
0: Mm.
1: It was, um, you know, I was I'm grateful for that. Those, the education that I had and uh, the choices my parents made for me. I'm grateful for that. And uh, because it really has set me in a direction, you know, I haven't really ever had like a nine to five job. When I think, when I look back on my career, I've always been project based, I've always played music in bands or um, done music for film, theatre, television. Um, everything's been very Uh project-based and part of the the thing with working in that way and working for yourself as an artist which I consider myself an artist because uh, even though I'm primarily music driven I just did my doctorate in creative arts uh, because I really am interested in the intersection between um, different art forms I'm into painting watercolors uh, installations in art galleries composing for film, uh, yes, I'm really into um, just being an artist and yeah. that manifests from, you know, cooking, being in my garden to… Very creative, you
0: know, overall that's… It's
1: yeah, I'm naturally I, – I just yeah. feel like it's everyone's birthright. I really do. Mm,
0: that's interesting. Everyone
1: you feel is is a creative
0: person, they're by the family, well, or they haven't.
1: I've got a personal creative credo, which I write about in my doctorate. That's why I can say it with such authority. I mean, it's my my personal creative credo, and I did a whole chapter on it in my doctorate. I mean, the great thing about the doctorate was um, it, it allowed me to really articulate my processes as a creative artist and a spiritual being, which um, it's a very loaded word, spiritual, but um, I do believe there's a... Uh, Oh, I just see, there's so many semantics when you get into this this sort of area, but basically that there's a creative force that runs through everything, mm-hmm. and it's a breath away mm. from us for us all. It's oh, a breath away. Gorgeous. Oh, that's that's, how, Oh, I love that. That's how close it is. Wow! Or it's a prayer prayer away if that's your inclination. It, for me, um, breathing and intention. Mm. You know, bring you know before I go down, and often to play. Music. I sort of centre myself by doing a little breathing, or just really having the intention. I've got a very strong intention with my work. I'm very clear about what I want at the out, at the outcome for the audience and for myself. So that's a long way of saying here I am. <laughs> yeah, it's a fantastic way.
0: So th- this this sort of incredible creative energy, and I can really relate to that, I suppose personally that has been travelling along with you from a very early age, nurtured beautifully, and then through education and family and so on, environment. And then what did you go and study initially? Because I know, you, you know, you, you're obviously a performer as well as a composer, but where, where did that begin, that journey of education after school?
1: Well, really, it didn't. After school, I didn't go straight into study at all. I just hit the road running, joining bands. I was in a band, Do Re Mi. I played keyboards for them, and I remember
0: uh, them. They were quite big.
1: <laughs> yeah, Deborah Conway.
0: Oh wow! Okay, yeah,
1: yeah. So I did the whole performing in band thing, which is, you know, it's a learning in itself.
0: Yeah,
1: um, and it's a great way to. Um, yeah, just understand the whole thing of being a band on the road and recording process. Mm -hmm. And I also worked with Robin Archer in uh, Cabaret Theatre and that was a tour we did, Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide. Uh, So I I sort of started bridging the gap between um, being in bands and being in theatre shows and that led to me just composing music for theatre and then that led to me composing music for TV and films, and that was wasn't till then, which was like, I would have been in my late twenties, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I I thought, okay, I I want a career that's not just based on being a young thing in a band, which mm. is basically in, in your early twenties, from eighteen to twenty eight. You're mm. you can do the pop world really easily. And then around round the age of 30, it's mm, different.
0: Bit of a turning uh, point, shall we say.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You do, it just, things change. Yeah. And around 28, actually, astrologically speaking, you sat in return. Yeah. So um, you, uh, then at that point, I thought, what do I Oh, well, I, oh I, want, I want to always do music. I knew right. that. So I thought, okay, I'm just going to get into a form of music that I can do when I'm 80 and that can be, still be bringing me money. And that's soundtracks.
0: Right.
1: As a composer, Mm -hmm. not just performing in Doremi. That was other people's music too. You know, I thought I can compose. I love writing. Mm. So um, yeah, I got into composing, and it was then at that round in my early thirties. I think I thought, oh, I'd really like to learn how to score for orchestras, and um, so that's when I went to university, contemporary music university, and studied um, and studied it. Yeah, Lismore University. I did my Bachelor of Arts in Contemporary Music at Lismore. Right. And then after that I did my Masters in Music at Macquarie University. Quite a while. Uh, there was a few years in between that. Mm-hmm. I always worked in the industry. So I really straddle between academia and creativity and the industry.
0: So as as you sort of um, you know, matured down that track, and, and some years passed, and you were doing all sorts of interesting composition, performing, etc. You found your way to to your PhD, and um, I'm, I'm really interested in the whole topic of your PhD because it started to, um, you know, we've talked about this how it sort of branched almost into sort of neurobiology and um, the brain, and it sort of it, it became a very interesting area, I thought, around what happens with the creative moment, um, but I, I'm sure I'm not doing your PhD any justice whatsoever, but um, t- tell it, can you tell us a little bit about what you were writing about, what you found, what you studied in that?
1: Okay. Well, firstly, it's, um, it's not a PhD, it's a doctorate. So um, – and when I first began it, I didn't know what the difference was between a doctorate and a PhD. Right. So I, I – uh, it took me a, a while to find out actually because I'd sort of get vague answers from – Certain people, and it's a doctorate in creative arts. But so I finally deduced that it's um, through asking my supervisor and other supervisors at the uni that the doctorate is seventy-five percent practical and yeah. 25 percent uh, at an, uh, academic written oh, work.
0: Oh, okay, right.
1: And a PhD is a hundred percent theoretical, academic. The yes. philosophy, yeah. the philosophy of. Okay. It's okay. a written written work, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. So the Doctor of is the practice of creative arts. Right. And what I was looking at was um, In Search of the Artistic Moment. And ex- this, is, um, this, is the, this is the title of my mm-hmm. written exegesis is In Search of the Artistic Moment, an exploration at the nexus of interdisciplinary and cross-cultural arts practices through the metaphor of Mark. So Ma is a Japanese aesthetic which represents the space between things and it's also an academic theoretical construct. So when you do your doctorate, you have to, um, well, according to how I was guided by my wonderful supervisor, Bruce Crossman, Mm -hmm. he he guided me into that it needed to be um, written from uh, an academic theoretical uh, paradigm Insofar as I had to, it was important for me to reference other theories in the area, and the Ma theory. The aesthetic of that is um, seemed a very good point to uh, to focus the work on. So it's the artistic moment is that moment that goes beyond time and personality, and uh, and it happens in certain creative. Places, it's uh, likened to uh, Michele Csikszentmihalyi's flow theory. Oh, yes. And, um, you know, in sports, the zone. Mm. But I was looking at it particularly in the form of what, in collaboration, and I did it with four major projects, and that was, it's my collaboration with David Helfgott, Uh the virtuoso classical pianist. Uh Mm-hmm. And we come together as improvisers on the same piano. Yeah, I just think it's an interesting uh question is the one of career and creativity. Um, commercialism. Right. So the commercialism comes under career pretty much, I'm I'm thinking. Yes. Uh but then yeah, I look I, I've had a really great career in music and I've done I've been really happy with how I've done and I've achieved the goals. I've many goals. I've wanted. I've still got many goals. Mm-hmm. But for the first, since doing my doctorate, I'm just in a position now, and I guess I'm in a position, sort of financially too, is that I don't want to put financial pressure on, on the fact if of playing music.
0: Oh yes. I don't want to
1: do it just because it's it's a. I have to like if I'm not making money from it, I won't do it.
0: Mm. So,
1: but for a long time, I was just in that career, music, very outcome-driven, um, uh, commission-driven. I'd say for the fifteen at least years before my I did my doctorate, I was very much um, linking my output with financial gain.
0: Right, yeah.
1: There's nothing wrong with that, of course, but um, it's an interesting place I'm in for the first time. I'm just feeling like I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to only play music if it's bringing me money.
0: Wow, that's fantastic. And this is something I've talked about to people often, which is I am willing to have that second career as a psychologist to create income so that the pressure is not on my art because I want it to breathe,
1: you know. That's really, yeah.
0: And so I'm again. I'm lucky enough, and I've I've worked hard enough to to put myself in a position where I could do that, mm. um, which makes for a very very busy life. Um, very busy life because you're doing all of that now. But it does take that pressure off. I totally agree with you. I think there's really something quite important for me anyway about that. But as you say, that's not for, you know some artists are, are are very comfortable with purely creating everything for
1: sale. <laughs> mm, I mean, it's great to to. You know, have it. It's
0: great to make money from it, isn't it? But, but Having, I think,
1: Yeah, but but yeah. if you're not getting commissioned, but that's how it works in music anyway. Yeah. I don't want that to mean I don't do music.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Because, you know, let's face it, the film industry in Australia is not going well at all. It's hard to get gigs, especially as a composer, female composer. It's hard. I'm on the board of uh, Australian Guild of Screen Composers and I head up the Equity Subcommittee on... Uh, you know equity gender issues and Mm. um so i'm sort of involved in political things around all that too Mm. um yeah i just wanted to mention that
0: yeah is it i mean that's an interesting point because again i think there's a a long history of being harder for women as oh the statistics
1: the statistics for composers film film composers uh i wish i had the statistics here but i've got them somewhere it's it's um they're, it's tiny, women at, you know, 3% or it something. Be,
0: it must be absolutely yeah. tiny, yeah.
1: And the awards, ceremonies, it's, yes. you know,
0: yes, yeah. definitely
1: less than 50% of women in film composition. Wow. wow. I think it's 25 might be a high estimate, but I can't give you the correct figure right so what, now. What, but what I, do you
0: think needs to be done to improve that? What's your opinion about that?
1: Oh, I think it should be legislation mm. on a fa- um, government level. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they direct Screen Australia and, the, and these funding people to that certain amount of women have to be right. uh, on the, the team. So they've now brought that in: mm-hmm. that producer, director, writer have to be women. A certain amount. I think it's fifty percent or something. Oh,
0: okay.
1: Um, but so we're trying to get composers on board with that. Yeah.
0: Fantastic, fantastic.
1: Um, yeah, I, but I, it's I, slow legislation. You know, changes. But I, yeah. I, you know, it's it's just starting to. Yeah, talked about.
0: There's so much work to do, isn't there? I think in terms of of, of women in, in creative uh, careers, I, I feel that very much, and I'll look forward sometime through the podcast history, you know, speaking to more people that are really in the industry uh, and changing the industry around that, because I think that's a clearly a, a huge issue to to uh, address and to get uh, improved. I mean, if I just think about the gallery owners, for instance, at the top commercial level in Sydney, I think there's one female gallery owner that I can think of at that level. Um, And most of the top galleries, most of their artists are males. I mean, it's just blaringly obvious that we have to start working on that. But here we are. We're having conversations like this and broadcasting these conversations and that's part of changing that at the grassroots, isn't it? So That's it. Yeah. Fantastic. Great point. So I I was actually wondering, Yantra, if if we could talk about – I suppose I'm thinking about, you know, when you are a creative person, you're engaging in creative life, whether that be music or, or art, fine arts or, or performance, whatever it is, and you get stuck. In other words, you know, like um, you don't, you seem to have lost the flow. You, you're, you're out of the flow or you, you just can't seem to connect to um, a, a rich vein of, of you know whatever you were on previously and I'm, I'm just wondering what your thoughts are about or what you personally do to get yourself back in touch with creating again
1: well I, if it's music I'm doing and I'm stuck and it's not happening I go to the opposite end which is physical so I'll go and do some walking or go into the garden mm-hmm. i go to the opposite I'm quite inter- interested in the American Indians um, style of balance yes. and they'd say that each Um, each direction has a certain, um, position. Uh, I think music is in the south. Anyway, Mm -hmm. there's mental energies in the, in the north. Uh, and anyway, so when I get stuck musically, I go to the opposite. So the opposite of the, of the directions. So it's music is very airy and up like that. And, um, going to the, into the garden. Mm-hmm. Getting my feet in the soil, grounding, move, moving my body, yep. cooking, yep, just shifting it into something else. Wow. um maybe painting, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mosaics. So it it really depends on what you're doing. If you're writing words, mm-hmm. um once again, get out out of the chair, move, mm. breathe. Mm. You've just gone up into your head too much, usually. Mm.
0: Mm, that's so interesting. Yeah, I'm trying to think about um, the process of, of painting, which is a physical thing. Um,
1: well, for some people, yeah, for some people, it's very not very physical at all. They just sit down. True. For you it's more you you do much bigger expressive yeah. stuff yeah. Yeah. when I paint sometimes I, I'd go quite small and just sit there so it's not that it's not that physical. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't often you know the painting for me is not that much. I mean it's a different energy I'm working with colors yeah so that's helpful but it's just to be able to jump out of that and keep being creative but you're doing it in something else. In, in so it's still form. the creative forces coming through you. Yes yeah nice. Okay.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I remember once, um, you, you said to me something about, um, it was something to do with the creative space. So it was, and I've always thought about, or often thought about this, uh, in theatre, you know, they talk about warming up the space. um, Yeah. Before a performance. And yeah, I was really interested in that whole idea because sometimes when I approach my studio, uh, I might, for instance, put music on, in fact. And that feels to me like it's part of warming up a space. Yeah. I wondered if you could say anything about that, what, what you feel
1: about yeah, that. Yeah, I always do. I, I light a candle. hmm And I've got a sort of a Buddhist kind of practice mm-hmm. that I do. Um, so I set up a ritual and an intention. It's, you know, just as simple as lighting a candle and, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and I just ask, you know, to have a good clear day, a day of order and completion yeah. Off you know, when I was writing my doctorate. Yeah. I just would have to do. It so disciplined every morning. Oh God, <laughs> it was such h- high pressure at the end there. Yeah, writing, writing so much. I wrote seventy thousand words. Wow! And it's wow. being exam- It's being examined at the moment, so I can't say that I'm a doctor yet. Okay. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, we won't introduce you just yet as as Doctor Devilla, but we are talking to Yentra <laughs> Devilla and. Um, She's got a, an amazing um, history of, of creativity in, in such uh, such a high level. I mean, you've done some amazing sort of international global projects and things, haven't you, as well?
1: Yeah, I've done some great work with the BBC. That's been awesome. Wow. In Bangladesh and Afghanistan and Burma, um, London. Yeah, the BBC work was really meaningful. You know, it's really making a difference working for the World Service and Working with refugees, uh, Burmese refugees, and incredible musicians too. You wow. know, wow. So that was a wonderful period of my life.
0: Mm. I've
1: been on for about 15 years, oh. on and off oh. that project.
0: Wow. Yeah. So, so is that something important to you in terms of, of how music might contribute to, you know, um, I don't know, global kind of effort on on some behalf, helping people, or do you see music as having an important
1: role like that? Oh oh yeah oh yeah, mm. oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's it's beyond language, you know it's something that unites us all yeah. it's very it's very cool, it is very cool <laughs> yeah. I love it, it's very good it's you know it's a place where we can all connect we all yeah. you know so I guess some people don't like music.
0: This. Yeah, I, I, well, plenty of people don't like art, I guess, but I, I suppose when you're in there and, and you feel that connection, you see it happen and, um, it's, it's an amazing experience. I think we're really lucky to be creative. Well, be in touch with our creativity. Um, mm. Yeah, I think that's such a gift. And I often think how it, you know, like you said before, you, you wanted to invent yourself to be doing something to do with music that you could be doing well into your old age. And I often think about how blessed we are to have that. With our creativity, because I know for me, I'll be painting until I can't hold a brush, I suppose. Uh, And then I'll probably use my toes or something. But yeah, you know, it's going to be with you forever as long as you are alive. And, and so many people, you know, I suppose they have a working life and that working life finishes and they retire and they're sort of looking for something. I don't think we're Mm -hmm. going to have that problem.
1: (laughs) Well, I don't have a work. I am my work. I mean, I don't, I don't knock off at five o'clock.
0: No, I bet you don't, no, and I, I wouldn't either, but I'm just thinking in terms of getting old
1: or older. Um. Yeah, it's retiring age, you mean. Yes, yes. I mean, I'm sure my energy is changing as I get older, and um, but I think I'm just getting wise. <laughs> <laughs> not <laughs> well, not to. <laughs> not to. Well, I hope I am, just not to do stuff that's not going to bring me um, meaning. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, there's right. so, so so many important choices to make on the projects I do. You know, I'm being offered some beautiful projects. How, and, you, uh, how do
0: you do that? How do you choose when you've got a number of offers? That,
1: that, you know, in the um, well, it really depends on what's going on for me at the time. You know, when I was doing in the final stages of my doctorate, I was pre- pretty much saying no to everything that <laughs> <because laughs> was coming in. And uh, But now I've fin- I've handed it in and so I'm saying yes to a lot of, Great things playing with people coming up for some concerts, and uh, uh-huh. I'm playing with David Helfgott in a few couple of weeks, and I'm playing at the Sydney Sacred Music Festival, uh-huh. which I've been rehearsing for today, and uh-huh. I'm playing in a Gypsy Ensemble. I'm rehearsing for that, and um, yeah, I've got, and I, I've produced this album for Rabina Corton, the Tibetan Buddhist nun, and. I'm making a film clip for that. We're gonna launch that over wow. in New York next year. I mean that's a beautiful project that so I produce I produce people too. But um I've I've just been uh working with Rabina for the last three and a half years. That's part of my doctorate that project too. Yeah, I was telling you the four projects I've got, the um, music recording with Rabina Corton of Tibetan Buddhist prayers and chants and I've arranged them in a uh, um, a sort of Western Gregorian style, so it's a really interesting combination. That one of mm-hmm. flavors: Tibetan prayers and Western European Gregorian, uh, and then a project called Latitude Thirty Three, mm-hmm. which is tracing the uh, where the equator, the Latitude Thirty Three line goes mm-hmm. south, mm-hmm. Which, that's, which is here, Oka Beach, mm-hmm. um, Sydney, down to Sydney to Chile and across South Africa. And so uh, I work with different filmmakers and um, artists, Aboriginal dancers, um, Mapuche Shamans from Chile, Kalahari Bushmen from Kalahari and Latitude 33. And I just wo- I wove their songs and dances into uh, contemporary sort of Style, which is something I did with the BBC to right. working working with people in um, faraway places, and it's great, really great. So, uh, yeah, Latitude Thirty Three, and then Haiku was mm-hmm. the other project, which was an installation in in an art gallery, and I'm I'm planning on taking that over to Japan next year.
0: Yes, I saw so, that actually. I, I, it was a, quite a moving um, experience, you know the, the because uh, it had you were had it was performance in there too, wasn't it? Uh, as part of the yeah. whole installation, I, I I thought that was the most stunningly beautiful thing. Actually, I, I think Thank it would be wonderful to, to tour that or um, for more and more people to see it. It was really yeah.
1: I, I really want to take it to Edgware, oh. it's a sister sister city for Gosford, mm-hmm. so I'm working I'm working on that with with um, a man a manager. I've got someone helping me with things. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, yeah, oh, a and and the neuroscience stuff. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm doing some some interesting stuff with that with uh, a, pro- a performance called "In Search of the Artistic Moment," where I won't give too much away, but basically, I'm going to be wired up while I'm performing, and that will be projected onto the screen. Oh of wow! The- yeah, so to try to capture the artistic moment in brainwave.
0: Oh my god, that sounds fantastic. That that is something I would like to know more about when you get, when you get Yes. Done.
1: So yeah. I'm partnering up with neuroscience and I'm I'm applying for a residency to work in New York on that one. Right. Next next year. So yeah, it's good. Some good things coming up. There's some amazing things coming up.
0: Yeah. Wow. And you feel like you've got a lot of creative energy still. <sighs> Yeah, because <laughs> I know. The, <laughs> I mean, I know the doctorate was just such an enormous, as it would be for anybody, enormous thing. And that's and not far gone, is it? Like you only
1: finished that a month or so, two months. Ago. Yeah, but but yeah. at the end, it was all you know, writing and mm. um, putting all the editing, all the media, you know, the installation, making that into a film, mm-hmm. making my project with David Health got into a film. Um,
0: Still a lot. I mean, and, and to sort it's of all it all and, there,
1: was, there was a lot of technical stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now I'm just playing okay, (laughs) with people, with really nice musicians. Nice people and nice musicians. Lovely. Lovely. Yeah, for some concerts. So that's really great to just be playing, collaborating with people again. Yes. Nice. Nice. Yes. And I mean,
0: how do you, and we've been speaking to a couple of artists recently about how they balance all the kind of necessities of life, you know, getting all the, the mundane kind of things done that one has to do. and managing working time effectively. Do you have a routine or how does that sort of flow for you? Do you you find you need to be very protective of your working hours?
1: Yeah, Mm. I do. I do. Mm. Yeah. Um, I have to be really disciplined when when there's a project on. So because I am project focused Mm. and there's something on, there's just goals I have to kick. Um, but th- then, even when there's not a project on, I'm I'm having meetings with my manager talking about um, funding, and you know, finding out about conferences to go to, and uh, so there's there's that there's always something. Um, I don't really have that much. I guess I have downtime where I just blob out and watch Netflix or something, right? <laughs> Or see movies, watch movies, take yeah. downtime a yeah. bit. Uh, that's important to keep balance.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, yes. and 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 get have not be putting out all the time. So just go for a walk, or just it's very important to balance.
0: Yes, yes, I, I totally agree with that. As
1: I was saying before about you know, if I if I'm stuck musically, go to the other opposite of music.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that whole thing about. Um, being very disciplined is, is really interesting. I, I I think the routines and, and sort of um, the practice we have around that as a daily thing is really important, isn't it? And, and I don't know about you, but I find if I'm working at home and my studio is at home, people probably think it's easy to interrupt me <laughs> than if I was actually going off to an office to work.
1: Well, they're not artists then. They don't understand.
0: Probably that's true, yes.
1: <laughs> artists understand.
0: Yes, they do. Yes, that's absolutely true. And I suppose the artists I often speak to say, "Well, their family members don't get it. They interrupt them, and, and so on." I mean, I've got my family members pretty disciplined around that. But you know, people still want to ring you and email you, and, you, and there's all that
1: stuff. Oh, but like you don't. Kind of no, you, no, you can't be answering phones. No, and emails. You have to shut that down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't.
0: Yep. So you go into that working space and that's it you're disciplined you focus on your project and that's it you know for the next three four five hours whatever it is and that's what you do yeah, yeah. fantastic no wonder you can get so much done that's great
1: <laughs> yeah well it's fine to do it that way and you know people will leave message mm. yeah people, if they need that's and right. then that's fine and yeah and yeah it's too distracting to um uh, yeah i find it actually really frustrating when i'm rehearsing with people and they're checking their phone all the time and i'm like Ugh. yeah can't we just focus? Right. That's why I work as well, because I'm there to focus. Yeah, that's right. That's and, right. And and any every little bit piece people are looking at their phones is just taking time away from the focus. Right. You have to be really focused to be good.
0: You do, <laughs> don't you? Yeah, I think that that's the key, isn't it? That is, I yeah. absolutely think they're right. They have you have to be really be
1: totally focused. present. Yeah. You have to be totally present and willing to work hard. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I actually think a lot of people in the creative industry underestimate that—that focus and hard work. You know, I think there's people that really underestimate how incredibly hard work it is to. to Who who are in the creative industry? Yeah, yeah. Like, well, you know, I'm thinking of some artists that, um, you know, probably I don't know. I think they they probably don't realise that it's not only the discipline of. Of the creativity in the creative moment stuff but it's also all the discipline around the edges of that, you know, your administration and your organisation of things, all of that comes into discipline and I think people underestimate how much of that is necessary to, you know, because you're running a
1: business, aren't you? Yeah, well, maybe when they start off they underestimate it but you you couldn't be underestimating it once you've been doing it 20 years or something. No, that's true. You know, I've been doing it. I've been doing it a while. Yeah, you have. Yeah. I'm older than you. <laughs> <laughs> well you've done you yeah. done amazing
0: amazing things, yeah, you know, all over the world as as we've heard today and um <laughs> I'm wondering if people were interested in, in listening to more of your music and finding out yeah. more about you, where would be the best place for them to, to do I've that? Got
1: a, I've got a lot of stuff on iTunes. Yes. And I'm just updating my website, but my website's still up at the moment. There's a lot of stuff you can see there.
0: And what's yeah. your website address? I'll put it in the show notes, but, but just tell us.
1: Yeah. Um, yantra.com.
0: Yantra.com, so that's Y-A-N-T-R-A, Yantra.com, yep. and they can yep. look at that there and they can find you uh, easily on iTunes. I think it's – or else is it
1: – what is it? What's my website, address? Right? Hang on a second. <laughs>
0: yeah, we've got to get that right,
1: haven't we? Hey, Mish. This funny little thing. So I think it's – there it is. Hey, uh, www.yantra.com, Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah.
0: Okay, and they can download and 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 listen to your music through iTunes and yeah. How can they get our music? That we do. Um, we'll do a link. Our project. Yeah. Huh? Why don't we do a link? I'll I'll put that up. Um, I'll put a link up for our CD. Listening yeah. well. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. yeah. People might be interested in that because we did some work together and um, yeah. It was a, it was a should, really such should a talk about that. We should talk about that. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about listening well. Gosh, it feels like a while ago now, doesn't it? But mm. we. Put together, um, well, Yantra put together some music and I put together some text around meditation stuff, didn't we? We did some relaxation, we did a track on sleep. Um, mm. And we put, do you remember that day we practiced that? We tried it out and we lay down yeah. in the, the studio. It really worked. We both, both fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It really works, didn't it? Oh, it works. It works. It works. <laughs> It was, it was such a pleasure to work with you. And I mean, I, I certainly had the sense as we did that project, um, how amazingly focused and professional you were. Um, and I, I just was really impressed by that. And, um, it made that project such a great thing to do because, you know, it just helped me learn a little bit about that, I suppose, watching you in action. And it was excellent to do. I mean, I think talking about music being a healing thing in the world. Um, mm-hmm. when we put it together in such a way that it was about helping others with whether it's focus or relaxation or spirituality or connection to self, whatever you want to call that. You know, we we were trying to make something to put out into the world to help other people, weren't we? And mm-hmm. And probably, I think, help ourselves at the time. And that's the other thing about doing things like that is that you have a Your own personal healing experience. And I always think that when I'm painting, that every painting has something to do, you know, with the process of my own journey at that moment. Um, Totally. Yeah. So for, for me, where we were both individually in our lives at that stage and and coming together and making something like that CD called, you know, listening well was, um, it can't be separate, can it from from what Mm. you, what you're moving through in your own journey?
1: Yeah, definitely, Yeah. definitely. Yeah, so I, I really like to um, – I want to connect up with some – I think it would be neuroscience people for this project mm-hmm. in uh, New York, mm-hmm. So uh, I, and I don't know how I'm going to do that, but that's yeah. what I want to do. I want to do a three-month residency. There's this place you can go to, but I, I need to find the neuroscience people that can measure the brainwaves and, and put it – transfer it into a visual – so any any tips there anyone any links okay we'll see what we can find out for you
0: (laughs) excellent all right look at you you've been incredibly generous with with your time and um it's it's a fascinating journey to hear about and uh we just will watch with interest about all the sorts of new projects that are happening um and uh we can follow and find out about that on your website and listen to more of you on iTunes. And I do recommend some of the Antra's albums, which I own several of, are uh, the most stunningly beautiful music and I think you would very much enjoy them. So you can go and have a taste of those if you find them and, online.
1: And yeah. my YouTube channel. Yeah, oh, you've got a YouTube be, channel. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so there's oh, lot, there's my work with David Helfcott there. Oh, and awesome. I think, and, yeah, there's a few projects. Latitude 33 is there, Haiku is there. Oh, great. My work in uh, in Bangladesh with the BBC, yeah. Oh,
0: fantastic. Look, I'll make sure all those links are in the show notes for everybody to to be able to find. And uh, good luck with getting the doctorate through. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it's, that. It's been great it's to pleasure. have you. Good pleasure. on you. Pleasure. Thanks, Yantra. Bye. Pleasure. Bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you're feeling really ready to jump into your creative life. If you'd like more information about my inspiring 12-week online program to seriously unblock your creative life, pop on over to my website, felicityoconnor.com, and go to the Work With Me page. If you're after a super friendly, helpful community of creative people to hang out with, you must check out my amazing Facebook group called From The Easel and join hundreds of artists and creative people but have discovered that they don't have to take this journey alone.